Foodcast, brought to you in part by the Hills Market and the Hills Market Downtown, offering fresh local foods from the Hills Market to listeners in Worthington and now in downtown Columbus. From local produce, artisan cheese, to Ohio beef, and wine to go with any meal. Hill's new location downtown is at 95 North Grand Avenue. More on the web at hillsonthego.com. And brought to you in part by DNO Incorporated, purveyors of Ohio-grown produce and ready-to-eat fresh-cut fruits and vegetables to grocers, restaurants, institutions, caterers, and nutritional meals for students of Central Ohio schools. More at dnoinc.com. I'm Johnny DiLoretto. I'm Jim Ellison. I'm Bethia Wolf. I'm Andy Diaz, and this is Foodcast. Today on Foodcast, we are talking to Dan Riesenberger of Dan the Baker, or who I, or I guess I should say who is Dan the Baker, um, and we are sitting in his wonderful new space in Grandview that will be opening soon. Um, so Dan, uh, first of all, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, just, I'd kind of like to start off, I'm sure that some people know you from Farmer's Market, so I've tried your bread at restaurants around Columbus, maybe, you know, know knowingly or unknowingly. But maybe if you can just start off by telling us a little bit about your business and kind of where it's at now and where it started. So my bakery is called Dan the Baker, and we started as a small-scale, like, home-based business, uh, basically just out of my backyard. Um, years ago, in like about 2008, my dad and I built a wood-burning brick oven in my backyard and that's basically what I baked out of for three or four years and I brought all of my products to the farmers market uh, up in Clintonville and up in Worthington as well so it was kind of a very small scale um, growth you know in the beginning it was very much just me and a friend or two you know helping uh, so we would produce the bread and bring it to the market with a small amount of pastries as well and we've always been focused on organic uh, and sourdough based bread and so sourdough-based bread is like a really important part of what we do, and it makes a big difference in the quality. So I have this, I'm pretty intrigued. Just you know, I can't help but ask you. You you started off in an outdoor oven, so I'm guessing that's pretty challenging in weather terms. I'm also wondering how you persuaded the state, you know, the inspectors and Columbus Health Department that that was a good idea. Well, that that was okay. Well, so it was a big challenge, no doubt. You know, managing the heat of a wood-burning brick oven is challenging enough on its own, but even more so, you know, when you're doing it outside and just in a backyard and really um, just average circumstances, nothing, you know, controlled as far as, like, humidity-wise or anything like that. Um, and as far as, like, the state goes, we were just using the Cottage Foods Act, so just under the Department of Ag, basically, uh, to operate our home oven there. I'm guessing they probably scratch their heads when they, you know, they're figuring out how to treat something outdoors. Exactly. It, it sounds pretty unique. <laughs> no doubt about it. I don't know of anybody else who was kind of crazy enough to do something like that. And uh, so you started off very small out of your backyard, um, but your business has grown a lot. Can you tell us a little bit about um, kind of your operation now? Sure. So we grew, you know, in the home significantly. And, you know, past that, we uh, I worked out of a couple different homes, you know, past the wood-burning brick oven. Um, I actually also worked out of the Hills Market Kitchen, so they let me in Worthington use their space to bake all of my bread and to grow our wholesale business somewhat. Um, it wasn't the hugest expansion, but it definitely allowed us to grow to a more sustainable level um, and kind of understand the scale of the, the larger wholesale volume that we'd be looking at. And so now, once we've moved into our own space, we moved in here um, in see April of 2013, so we've been here for a little over a year now. 
uh, it's allowed us to grow significantly, almost exponentially, so that we are able to provide up to, to up to 11 different wholesale clients right now, um, anywhere from you know 24 rolls to 500 uh, hoagie buns or hamburger buns to different restaurants and cafes and different croissants as well. So it's really allowed us to expand in many different ways. So we're growing the wholesale business even still further. Excellent. And um, I know you mentioned that um, sourdough is kind of a really important um, part of what you do, and that a lot of I know a lot of your breads are based on that. Um, can you talk a little more about kind of some of the other products, or maybe um, if you have any particular favorites? I'm sure it changes probably on a daily basis, but whatever's kind of inspiring you right at the moment. Sure. Of course, the sourdoughs are my always favorite kind of thing. You know, even if I'm not craving something, you know, sourdough breads are always like on my menu my personal menu. So I'll always eat, be eating toast or, you know, a sandwich made with our country sour or pano levan sourdough breads. But our croissants have really been amazing. We kind of re reassessed the, the recipe recently and, you know, have been working with different butter ratios and increasing the butter in it, but making sure that the, the dough is extremely flaky and really delicate and beautiful. And that's been really amazing to see the quality there. You know, we're putting out world-class product, just like the sourdough breads. But, you know, as soon as we try to really focus on the, the quality of the product, has really improved. So that's been one of my biggest, big favorites every week is pulling out a fresh, you know, flaky, buttery croissant uh, made with Snowville milk and everything. It's just delicious. So, so you say Snowville milk, does that mean you're making your own butter from that making, or we're not making our own butter but we are using like the snowville milk in the dough in the dough okay. so it's um and then um one other thing i was curious about with the the sourdough breads can you tell us anything about the starter use is that something you created yourself sure well i actually received the original starter in 2007 from a co-worker at north star who was working at the court or who had gone to a class at the cordon bleu and brought home you know a portion of the rye sourdough that she was learning with and she gave me a small handful of the sourdough and that's the one I've been using since then. Um, so basically, it's a culture of uh, fermented flour and water, you know, that basically ferments for 24 to 48 hours before you use it in the dough. So you have this, you know, probiotic culture that you add to the dough. It's full of bacteria and yeasts that make the bread rise. So that's what, that's the sole ri rising agent in our sourdough breads. And it increases the flavor and the complexity of the flavor, but it also makes the bread much more delicious or much more nutritious and digestible. Uh, it, it reduces the gluten content by up to 97%. Wow. And makes it much more digestible, reduces the starches in the bread. Um, you know, so it really makes it for a really holistic and good for you product, not just delicious. Yeah. I, I kind of often think like keeping a st sourdough starter alive is kind of like having a pet. Like you're mm -hmm. kind of constantly having to feed it well, and give it water. Attention to it. It's like if you're not paying enough attention to it and not caring for it enough, it won't give you the right bread. You know, so if you really want to make sure that you're making the right bread every time, you have to keep the starter you know, kind of cultivated at the right timeline because the bacteria you know, kind of grow on a curve. And if you're not getting them at the right point in the curve, you're going to have either dough that's too young or too old or made with too sour of a, of a sourdough. So it's going to not ferment at the right rate or create the right kind of crumb texture in the interior. So it's this constant maintenance that we have. And it's affected by time and temperature and temperature of water, the quality of the grain. All of these things impact the, the final result of the sourdough. So it's um, it's a mysterious game that we like sort of play with the sourdough. It's just, you know, paying attention to it, making sure we're getting it at the right time. We're working on grading the sourdoughs, you know, on a timeline so that we know kind of how to describe, you know, what the state is right when we're looking at it. 
so that we're choosing it for the right the right time every time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure with having the wholesale operation, the, the consistency and trying to be consistent with a product that's very kind of natural and organic itself is a challenge. Absolutely. It's, you know, one thing to have, you know, seasonal variations with grains, but when your sourdough or when your, you know, main rising agent is something so variable, it's an incredible challenge. You know, some days you... You walk in and like, why isn't the these 250 pounds of dough rising right? And you know, if is it is it a total disaster or not? It's just a challenge for sure every time because the customers expect a very specific product, and we like to deliver that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not an option really to have something like a lower end or just something that hasn't worked out. So we always have to really keep up with it. And um, so, in addition to the wholesale business, you also um, are opening the cafe space that we're sitting at the moment. So, can you tell a little bit about that and what's going to be available um, to people if they they stop by? Sure. So, the bakery here uh, has a small cafe attached to it. We're just down off of Ridge Street uh, near Dublin Road and Grandview Avenue, and it's basically a little cafe that we, you know, we're previously open for coffee business and some small amounts of pastries, but in the future we're going to be opening up for toast and different sandwiches, pressed sandwiches as well. Um, lots of really great food and regular pastries and regular breads as well. So that we have you know, kind of an everyday selection to bring people in and you know, show them kind of the best of what we've got. Excellent. Um, so just, uh, I think we're kind of probably out of time, um, but if you can just kind of um, just tell us, I know that um, I mentioned that your breads are available in quite a few different restaurants and um, places around town. So if you can just tell people some of the other places they can find it, and then we'll repeat the address here and let people know how they can keep up to date with what's going on. Sure. It seems like the list is always growing too. It's uh, Right now we're serving to Cafe Brioso, to One Line Coffee, to Mouton Cocktails, uh, to Katzinger's, to Elena's Food and Wine, to Barley's Smokehouse Brewing on Dublin Road, uh, to Hudson 29, which is a CMR restaurant, um, to the Clintonville Community Market, uh, both Hills Market North up in Worthington and downtown. Um, see, Skillet as well. And um, I think that is about it right now. So it's grown significantly over the last year. We've added a number of those in just this last year. And then are you, are you still operating at any of the farmer's markets? We're selling at six farmer's markets currently throughout the week. We're selling in the Dublin Farmer's Market, Bexley, Westerville, and Clintonville and Worthington, and we'll be selling in the Easton Farmer's Market as well. Excellent. And uh, just once again, the address of the the cafe? It's 1028 Ridge Street uh, in Grandview. Excellent. All right. And uh, we'll be posting more information on our show notes on wcbfoodcast.org, and we'll include links to um, Dan's Facebook page and um, the list of the other places that you can find his bread. But thanks a lot for talking to us today. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) 